What's up, Scrappers? It is hard to believe it's been nine weeks since my last introduction. You know what? It's good to be back. Jeff here, the voice of Asher Halich, introducing this week's episode to you. I'm also here to thank all of you so much, seriously. The participation we had in our 10-episode 5,000 download giveaway was just encouraging, awesome, really glad to see so many new people in our Discord. If you haven't joined it yet, what are you waiting for? Hit pause. Go do it now. I'll wait. Awesome. Welcome back. I noticed you joined. So glad to have you there. It's now time to announce the three winners of our giveaway. Congratulations to Daft of To Have and To Roll, Virtue GM 55 and Jobot. The official Q Workshop Iron Gods dice are on their way. One last thing before I go, and you'll thank me for it later. After the outro is over and you've heard the robot good night. Hmm. Gets me every time. Then outtakes are there after almost every episode to whisk you away to bonus jokes, quality goofs, and other awkward moments that we wanted to save for a treat like the after-dinner mint after the fine, nutritious meal of our episodes. So stick around till the very end. You might even find some extra laughs. <laughs> Joy, episode 12. Welcome to Pot Against the Machine. To pot against the machine where everybody is still fine even though it got pretty dicey last time i'm your host sam and we have everybody say hello everybody hello everybody hello everybody hello isn't it always dicey on our ttrpg podcast sam <laughs> ow <laughs> ow just... oh it hurts <laughs> we just we'll edit in the but i'm pissed that was the sound of a D20 rolling. I'm sorry, everyone. We were all thinking it, but nobody else wanted to stoop that low to grab the fruit. That's why we gave the quick, like, Jeff. You can just count on the three-foot, nine-inch character of your party to always go low, Jeff. Well, last time we had a wonderfully educational conversation with a very nice, um, what was it? Totally what, Kasatha? Peaceful. Totally peaceful Kasatha, who proceeded to very nearly kill uh, Kira and Vargas uh, before being taken down with a magical, smiting, charismatic bullet, courtesy of Asher. And then the party tried to work out whether or not they'd press that button that they still think might kill everyone or might close off access to the cave and opted instead to pick the technological lock, and that is where we are now. For the whole might kill everyone thing, just want to say Vargas has had this quite literally beaten into him that you touch technology and it explodes and kills you. 
I mean, Bricks loves technology, and he has still also learned that if you touch it most of the time, it explodes and kills you. <laughs> <laughs> See, the trick about being a gunslinger is, is you use those explosions to kill other people. You just have to control them. True story. Bricks just generally checks this stuff out on Stack Overflow, makes sure it's fine, and then... <laughs> That's for 15% of our listener base. Anyway. <laughs> I was about to make a Spiceworks joke, and then it was like, no. No, you're going too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you find yourselves in yet another metal tunnel. Or metal corridor, rather. The floor is metal, the walls are metal, and the ceilings are dimly illuminated metal panels. Before you sits another metal door, and not much else. All right, uh, Brixby is going to take a five-foot step to the east, do what he does best, and perceive to see if there's any traps on this door. It's a five on the die, so that would be a 13, a 14 if there are high-tech or mechanical traps, minus one. 12 or 13. Yeah, there don't appear to be any traps. Does the door appear unlocked? Um, it does appear to be unlocked. All right, Brixby's going to open it. With a beep and a whooshing sound, the doors fold into the walls next to them, revealing a much larger room. A large metal desk with blinking lights and strange glowing panels sits atop a raised area on the east side of this room near a circular table. Two couches covered with black material sit to the south of a pair of black metal pillars. Splatters of dried blood stain the floor and walls near the, a pair of doors to the north, while here and there patches of rust-red mold and fungus cling to the southern wall. The room itself is brightly lit by glowing panels in the ceiling. There are doors in this room leading to the north, and straight ahead there's a, a set of double doors uh, leading to the east. So, Sam, we're seeing door to the north, door to the east, and then there's also possibly a door behind uh, the terminal chair situation where Brixby is in the northeastern corner. Yeah, behind the desk there also appears to be a door. Did you say to the south as well? Um, there is no door to the south. Okay. There appears to be some sort of brown like mold accumulation on the walls to the south. Up here to the north. That looks a little bit like dried blood. It's like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Is that is that also mold or rust? What about a nine heel check? Total of a nine? Does that indeed look like blood? Um, with a nine heel check, you are reasonably confident that that is indeed dried blood. Getting those low rolls out of the way, it's going to be only 15 and higher for the rest of the app. Gonna roll a perception on the blood stain, unless you think this should also be a heal, just to try and figure out like what it looks like it's from. It's probably more of a survival. Survival check. So that is not gonna be anything. That is a seven. Yeah, hard to say much beyond somebody clearly bled here at some point. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I, I joked earlier, but so far I'm a hundred percent accurate. Rolled a 15 on the die on a survival to bring it up to a 19. Yeah, with a 19 survival check, I would say you... This looks like this blood was spilled 
uh, violently and probably sometime in the last few days. There was probably a fight here, and something that was bleeding went off through that door to the north. Brixwood, he hops into the chair behind the desk that's at the top of the dais and starts looking at the terminal. Okay. Is he just looking, or is he going to try to mess with it? Oh, he's going to mess with it, Sam. There's no just looking with Brixby. He's (laughs) messing with everything. All right. Let me just see. What happens when you mess with this terminal? <laughs> There's a curious hissing noise as you, as you press buttons. I wish I was not standing quite so close to this desk. It's fine. And for a moment, nothing seems to happen, but this low sort of... And the room smells with an acrid kind of melting smell. Like, I don't think the characters in the room would recognize it, but it sort of smells like melting plastic. So did he, like, turn the heater on after all summer or something? (laughs) It's the first time turning on the radiator. Yeah. Recognizing smells, is that something craft alchemy would be useful for? Or would I have to actually have a chemical for that? I would say maybe craft alchemy would would be able to help you. Brixby, please don't be mad, but sometimes you touch things and everything's get worse. Maybe we could just, like, not? How do I know if everything's going to be worse if I don't touch it, yeah? (laughs) I'm going to take a step over here. He just hammers a little bit more on the keyboard. Sniffing. Meanwhile, Vargas is doing laps around the room, (laughs) screaming about poison gas. (laughs) Oh, Lord. 19 on that craft alchemy. Yeah, with the 19, it definitely seems like something's melting, but it's it's not a particularly familiar material, whatever it is. All right. Well, uh, Brixby doing a great job with that is going to look back at the party and say, <clears throat> Well, uh, this thing didn't yield much information, mostly just unpleasant, acrid odors. Which door are folks most interested in? To be honest, I'm a bit predisposed towards the one to the north behind this terminal. Ah, looks small, not spattered with blood. What if someone's hurt? Considering the warm welcome we've received so far in this place where everyone thinks we're invaders so far, if somebody survived a struggle, they may shoot first and Ask questions later, as it were. I mean, I understand what Big Stuff is saying. We've lost people down here, and we're searching for corner. If you want to check that door, I'll back you. I'll check it for you. Just making a suggestion of what's close. But I want to do right. Quick out-of-character question. The zombie Kasatha guy, did he bleed when we attacked him? No. Ugh, gross. Yeah, I was going to ask if he did, and if he did, if, like, if it was a weird color or anything, something that we might be able to know if this was different. Uh, if he had blood, it was long dried up. Okay. Vargas will say, I agree that we should prioritize trying to find Connor and anyone else, but we are rather weakened after that last battle. It could be a good idea to check the less dangerous looking doors first. And it does 
crossed my mind that the town councillor we met with, Dolga, they are prepared to use a scroll of resurrection should we find Connor and it's too late. Certainly that wouldn't be the preferred outcome, but we may benefit from exploring further before we potentially put ourselves in harm's way. I'm no healer or cleric, holy man, but this blood looks dried. If the person inside is, is minutes from death, that's only good luck that's brought us here. And we haven't really experienced much of that. I would say that if they're willing to resurrect his body, I don't see a particular sense of urgency going through a door spattered with gore. I have a serious and somber thought that I'm having trouble conveying. So I wouldn't then say, uh, yeah, Kira looks at you all, looks back at the door. Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's probably too late. We can just, let's, let's check the other door. Uh, Bricks will come back from around the terminal and get close to Kira for a moment and say, Kira, I understand. You've already lost someone to this mountain. Connor. You knew him. He's from your town. If you want to take that door to the north first, I'll check it for you. I want to check the door, but I don't... I don't want anyone else to die down here. And you're right, it's safer to... not go the bloody way. And maybe they can help him if they couldn't... We should check the other door. Chances are we'll probably be checking all three of them. But if you don't mind where we start, then I'll start from behind this, uh, terminal here. Don't, don't melt it. <laughs> no promises. He smiles. Bricks is going to check the door to the north of the terminal. The door to the north of the terminal does look like it's locked, and it's got a black card reader on it. All right. Uh, Bricks is going to attempt another disabled device using the black epix so i guess i'm adding a plus one eight unless this is a mechanical or high-tech trap and i'm adding another plus one that's an 18 on the die sam i'm rolling so well on my die hard dice we are looking at a 26 unless it's a high-tech trap which i sure hope it isn't and then it's a 27. That does hit the DC, so you manage to trip that card reader, and three lights come on, and it reveals what appears to be a small closet type of room with five sets of tall floor-to-ceiling lockers uh, lined up all along the walls. Crew, this appears to be some sort of storage area. Let's see what we can find. Bricks will step out of the way to make room for everybody else. Walking into the room, seeing there's no danger. Right before we start walking forward, Vargas puts his non-slinky arm on Kira's shoulder. And he says, In battle, people die. You eventually get used to it. And he kind of smiles awkwardly like he thinks he's giving her good life advice. (laughs) And then he heads forward to the... (laughs) Good talk, Kellitz. Um... Thanks. (laughs) Bricks is going to start looking through these these floor-to-ceiling lockers. And for the most part, the five sets of lockers, I mean, they're all unlocked. There's a whole lot of junk in them. 
but as you sift through them, you do find 26 silver discs, three of those glowing silver discs that appear to be, you know, charged with power, and you find one metal tube that ends in a sort of glass panel, which has a, a bit of a switch on it. Yeah, you can roll a knowledge engineering. All right, I got a plus eight after my negative one here. 12 on the die, that's a dirty 20, Sam. With a dirty 20, you believe that if you flick the switch on this metal tube, light will come out, and you further believe that it'll give you a 60-foot cone of light in whatever direction you point it, and uh, beyond that, up to um, 60 additional feet in cone shape of dim light. Brixby will step back towards the party, looking up at the uh, two relatively humanoid sets of eyes in each three heads. Uh, I know not all of you can see in the dark. I found a tube. It shoots out a saber of light to cut through the dark. I call it a lightsaber. <laughs> Who wants it? Who can't see in the dark? Fargus will uh, look suspiciously at Asher before saying, I believe I'm the only one in this group who can't naturally see in the dark. But if someone else would rather take it, and he kind of gestures to his glowing slinky arm. <laughs> By all means, I certainly don't require it. I can hold it, and then if we want a light saber later on, <laughs> we can use it then. It's canonical, Sam. That's what it is. <laughs> the Skywalkers wish they had a 60-foot long lightsaber. I tell ya. Bricks will pass over the, uh, the tube light to Vargas. Friend, this is interesting technology. Only seen this achieved by magic. And then with that, passes it over. A little bit of resistance. <laughs> yeah, he basically just takes it and then continues to pass it along like a baton to whoever's on the other side of him. And um, at the back of that room, um, beyond the five lockers that you've emptied out and gotten all the useful stuff out of, there's a, a bin sitting on the floor, sort of a big white bin, and it has a card reader on it. That card reader has a white stripe. All right, I'm not going to make any white stripes jokes, but do you folks want me to try to pick this? I don't know much about this, but we've only seen brown, black down here. Seems like. Could be harder, could be easier. We're not careful, it could set off an alarm, summon an entire Seven Nation army on us. <laughs> I'm certainly curious as to its contents. I am loath to expend all of the uses on those devices that you found. It may be worth preserving it. We do not know how many other doors we find out here, and, well, you seem to have enough tools at your disposal. Perhaps these black picks that you found are worth saving for other doors. That seems quite prudent. I'll admit that I'm a bit predisposed to opening any locked door in front of me. See, it is a challenge. Speaking of which, we don't want to expend finite resources. What about a loose art hammer? Can we just bash this thing open? Does it look like something we could break, Sam? I can try. 
It looks like it, it's made out of white painted glaucite, so it's probably not easy to break into, but you probably could smash it open. Well, if folks are interested in looking in here, I can check it for traps, and we can beat the living bejesus out of it. But Herodin out of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to, to expend a charge. I don't mind giving it a try. Got a good solid plus nine to my roll. I mean, you could always try and open it first, but I don't want to play Brixby. I'm pretty sure technological locks require technological picks. I mean, out of character, can you only try and pick uh, an electronic lock with an e-pick like this? You can do it without, but you take a penalty. Oh, okay. We don't know the penalty, do we? No. All right. Well, you know what? Knowing that then, um, Bricks is first going to check it for traps and then is going to attempt it with a low-tech disabled device with the penalty. So perception for traps first. We're looking at a solid 11 on the die. So we are looking at a 17 or an 18 to locate mechanical or high-tech traps. Doesn't look like uh, there's any traps on this thing, but you kind of get the sense, based on some experience you have with Numerian ruins, that this is the kind of box that tends to have dangerous things inside it, and maybe hitting it might not be the greatest idea. I deeply appreciate that uh, experiential knowledge coming into my rat brain. So with that, he'll turn back to the party. I don't think Braun is the best way in. I'm going to take an attempt with my uh, picks first before I use this thing. And he holds up the pick. So yeah, uh, Sam, I'm going to take an attempt with my disabled device. I will just give you my thing and you can apply the penalty. Now, Kira's like over in the corner, like flexing. Like, all right, here we go. I'm going to open this. Aw. Okay. Vargas is going to be over here. Well, <laughs> rolling in the single digit, Sam, I have a 17 for DD, um, 18 if it's a high-tech or mechanical trap. That does not appear to be enough. The white stripe is proving to be a harder little button-to-button. -button. Uh, all right, I'm going to try one more time with my mundane picks. Uh, actually, you know what? Can I, can I take 20? With the mundane picks? Yeah. All right, I'm just going to take 20 with my mundane picks. If we've already, like, we don't care about time anymore, if that's no longer an issue, then I'm just going to be the completionist and open it up with my mundane picks. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. So your total when taking 20 is what? It's a 28 before any penalties. 29 if it's a high-tech or mechanical trap. <laughs> It's a minus 25 penalty without that e-pick. Yeah, that doesn't appear to be enough. It is um, stubbornly unresponsive to your overtures. Brixby will turn back to the party and say, Asher was right. I mean, we have limited uses of this pick. I can take an attempt at it. I don't know if it'll be easier using tools better suited to this style of technology, but... I mean, I agree with Asher. Every charge lost is a door we don't open, potentially. But I really want to open this bin. That said, the covetous look in Brix's eyes does not have to dictate his actions. 
I have done everything with my mundane picks. There's nothing. It might be a waste of this. I don't know its relative power. I don't know the compatibility or how it works. This is all very new to me. We can take a whack or we can just move on to the bloody door. Look, we have this thing we found. If someone is in trouble, wherever they are, we should find them, right? I don't think anyone's in this bin. But I do think there might be something in the bin that might help us out. There's also a good chance I roll poorly. <laughs> There's also a good chance I roll poorly. But yeah, no, I mean, honestly, like, we're in here. We have a limited resource. He's failed to do it. He's relatively skilled at this. He's willing to walk away unless anybody feels particularly predisposed, but he does have that kind of covetous, Yusoki look in his eyes. We could always come back if we don't find another card that matches this stripe or more picks. Well put. All right. So which door? Bloody you know. Murgus will come back from the hallway where he was uh, waiting for that box to explode and kill the other three of us. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll say, I think the old plan is still the best one. Let's check the other non-bloody door first. All right, Bricks will move over to the double doors to the east and check them for traps. 15 on the dice, and I heard dice is doing me relatively well with a, that'd be a 23 to locate mechanical or high-tech traps, 22 for anything else. Uh, don't appear to be any traps on the door. The door is, however, uh, locked and has a brown card reader. All right, this door is locked. Do you want me to check the bloody door before trying to open it? We have a key for this one, sort of. Yes, we can open those brown stripes, can we not? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm so used to getting in the uh, unscrupulous way that I realize we could just open this door normally. You won't give it a swipe, big stuff. Yeah, I was going to say something fun. I have nothing. She'll just swipe the card. Just a swipe to the right. Thanks. The reader clicks green. The doors slide into their pockets that don't really make a whole lot of physical sense given the layout of the walls. And you find yourselves in a 10-foot wide hallway that has a, another door leading to the south in it and a door leading further to the east. Bricks will check the south-facing door first with another perception check. Not so great, Sam. That's a three on the die, giving me an 11 for high-tech or mechanical traps or 10 for anything else. It doesn't appear to have any traps and it doesn't appear to be locked. All right, this door's clear and it's unlocked. I'm gonna check the other one as well. Much better with a 17 on the die, giving me a 25 for high-tech or mechanical traps and 24 normally. Uh, this door also looks safe and unlocked. All right, he'll approach the rest of the party who have been waiting in the front of the hallway. All right, um, both of these doors are unlocked and untrapped. Do we want to check the other door or do we want to go through these? Whichever door you feel is the first one you want to open. I'm inclined to check the one to the south. Kira just shrugs. 
It looks more like an annex than a continuation of the hallway. Asher was just gonna ready in case anything hostile jumped out to shoot it in the face. And Bricks will open the door. Step through five feet. Opening this door reveals another ten foot wide hallway that slopes off to the southwest. There is a wide door uh, directly in front of you at the southern end of the hallway, and there's also a narrower door on the southeastern end of the hallway. The floor in this hallway is speckled with uh, that same brown mold that you saw on the southern end of the first room you were in. Can we roll anything on this mold, Sam? Yes, you can. Maybe you should roll a knowledge nature? If I was a bard, I'd love to. But as a gentleman that does not have that as a class skill. Yeah. I'm a man of science, Sam. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How about dungeoneering? I can do that. How about craft alchemy? I can hit you with a dungeoneering. Do you want a swim check? I can give you a swim check. 14 on the die gives me a 21. It's a 22 if it's a high tech or mechanical mold trap. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a high-tech or mechanical mold trap, but this appears to be the remnants of a russet mold. Do I know anything about russet mold? You do. You know that russet mold is a dangerous spore entity that if it infects a living creature and that creature dies, a vegapygmy will gestate in the corpse and eventually be born from them. So it's a nice, nice thing. Very pleasant. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Bricks will turn back with this knowledge and say, Friends, this mold, this moss, this plant matter, it uh, does not appear to affect the living. It's called russet mold. But if you die, he brings you back as something awful. I know that's not settling, but we should prepare ourselves accordingly for whatever we find beyond these doors. So it's more stuff that can kill us, except for this time, you don't stay dead. Yes. But like in a bad way. Brixby, making for excellent radio, is going to do the rogue thing where he checks first the door to the southeast to see if there's any traps on it. That's a natural one, Sam. That brings me a solid, hold on, eight for perception, nine high-tech mechanical traps, of course. Um, thanks, Headache. Yeah, it seems safe. Uh, does it appear locked? Uh, no. All right, and uh, Bricks is going to move to the door that is facing kind of the natural southwest facing, but more southern double door, I assume. Also check for traps. That's my first natural 20 of the session, Sam. <laughs> if I throw enough D20s, I'm gonna get something. So that'll be a 28 for high-tech or mechanical traps, 27 otherwise. Yeah, it appears to be untrapped and unlocked. All right, similar to the uh, hallway before us, both of these are unlocked and untrapped. Again, I kind of prefer this weird little side door, but if people feel strongly one way or another. No, follow your instincts, Brixby. They've, they've never led us astray. 
All the years we've known each other, they've never <laughs> led us astray. All right, with that, Bricks is going to step through the side door. At the side door uh, moves out of the way without a problem, revealing a five-foot-wide corridor that wraps around to the south and um, east. And there is an, another a single door uh, that you pass by just a few feet after stepping into this corridor. And then the hallway wraps around and points at a, a double door off further to the east. All right, uh, let's check this first door in front of us. So Brixby's going to see if this door is trapped. Perception check real quick. We got an eight on the die. We're looking at 15 for a solid perception. We're looking at 16 for a high-tech mechanical trap situation. The door appears to be safe. It also doesn't appear to be locked. It's not locked. We have more of this mold and fungus everywhere, so... All right. This door is uh, unlocked and untrapped. Bricks is, if he has anything to do it, I don't know if this is gonna help him. I don't know if this is just coronavirus talking, but Bricks is gonna attempt to fashion a little cloth mask out of something. He's spent a bunch of time in the Darklands before. Like he knows weird funguses and molds that can take root in your pulmonary system and kill you. So without knowing how much help it's going to have. He's just gonna rip off a small piece of fabric. We can take it off his bedroll, anything else, and just wrap it over his face. He's gonna turn back to the party and say, this mold is serious. I don't know if this helps, but I met a wizard once named Fauci, <laughs> and he told me. Kidding. Anyway, um, but. Mm -mm. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Canon. <laughs> So, um, but with that, Bricks is going to check a little bit further down the hall because we've just been seeing all of our options before we open any doors. And it looks like once you get around past the past the corner there, the mold seems to stop. Then the, there's another hallway that heads off and seems to stop at a wall off further to the east and wrapped all the way around. You now have an outline of this apparent room with the small door as you can see another set of double doors leading off to the north uh, wrapping back around to approximately where you were looking before all right bricks is going to throw a quick perception check at these double doors to the north it's an 11 on the dice so we were looking at a 19 dead or high tech 18 otherwise for traps they seem untrapped and unlocked all right these doors are also untraped and unlocked. And this hallway that terminates with a wall just appears to be a wall? Yeah, it looks like that's just a wall. All along that, the north side of that wall, there are little, like, removable panels in the wall. It looks like that's about all you see. Is there anything to remove from those panels, or are they all removed? None of them are removed, but if you pull one off, you can just sort of pop it off with your hands. You see some pipes. All right, um, this hallway ends in nothing. We have two more double doors I haven't checked. And these panels can come off this wall. There might be something behind it that might not. Do you want to rip these down while I check the door? Okay. Bricks, do you know where we're going? This is the process of determining where we go next, big stuff. Based off of the danger that's available. Got it. And Bricks is going to move down to those double doors. 
if people don't want to take panels off the wall, he doesn't. He just feels like he just like finger gunned everybody and is like, "You handle this. I'm gonna check one more thing." Um, and he goes down to those double doors just for one last detail. Carol, take one. Got it. It's a 1918, Sam. 19 for high tech, 18 otherwise. Yeah, these doors do not appear to be um, trapped in any way, but they are locked with a white stripe. We've got an unlocked door behind us with what appears to be a relatively small room. Got another door in front of us, also unlocked. A hallway is nothing. That big stuff is ripping down the panels from. We might find something in there. And then this appears to have no danger, but is also locked. The same level of safeguards as that bin in that past room. Following our um, guiding dictum of not using consumable resources, I think we should thoroughly check this dead end hallway, eliminate the two open doors, and then take on this last door. Sounds like a wise course of action. You seem to know quite a bit more about this than any of the rest of us, so I'll go with whatever plan you come up with. This is my job. Normally, when I'm not, you know, lending my looks to this party, just hoists his belly up a bit. Anyway, um, and we'll go and help remove some panels in this hallway. While Brixby and Kira remove panels, having seen Brixby put some cloth over his face, Asher will readjust his desert wrappings in such a way that instead of keeping you know, sand out of his mouth, he'll be able to maybe provide a little protection should any of this russet mold want to turn him into a vegapygmy. When you pop off the panels, and there's a total of five of them along the, the length of that wall, and they all just reveal pipes that go down into the floor. And um, on the other side of the pipes, they go out looks like the other side of the wall which is you know solid not removable would a 16 engineering tell asher anything about those pipes's function vargas is also going to uh just tie a rag around his mouth and nose just just in case because you know zombie fungus monsters and then kira turns around with a handful just an armful of panels and it sees everyone else like guys i want to do it too and then so i'll i guess hey we're matching if you touch them, they appear to be cold to the touch. A little bit of condensation on them. They appear to be water-carrying pipes. This is interesting, but it does not appear that there's anything hidden behind here. I think we should start knocking down the possibilities of doors that could have enemies behind them, just so no one sneaks up on us. Then we'll take these ones straight to the north at the beginning of this hallway. Brix is just going to step through the door to the north, confident that he's already checked it for traps and that it is unlocked. He will walk directly in. You step into a circular room with double doors on all four sides, but this room is, is unlit save by a panel of controls on the wall to the northwest. A coil of tubes dangle from the left side of the panel, periodically flashing with sparks, while a single square window on the panel blinks with several lines of strange writing. Bricks is on his way to that panel ASAP. Can't believe he would be. What are we looking at for this? Is this a knowledge engineering? 
Does Brixby speak Androphin? He does. He does, in fact, speak Androphin. It is a language that he has been canonically piecing together using some materials that he had from before this. I wouldn't call him fluent, and his accent's real bad, but he can usually work it out. Well, and looking over this panel, it says, Lao is Kareko Ingenierza. Hiru is Kareko Ciencia. Bai is Kareko Tripolatia. Bat is Kareko Atracatia. Contus Picokelao Lines Campo. Mercedes Jari Haramanatan Mantedze Anakin. Brixby would be able to tell the translations of these are roughly Deck 4, Engineering Deck 3, Science Deck 2, Crew Deck 1, Docking And the line at the bottom says Warning, Elevator Offline Please Contact Maintenance Now that bottom line at the bottom is flashing in red While the line titled Deck 3 is highlighted in bright blue. The other three lines are faint blue. And which one is deck three again? Deck three is science. Science, excellent. All right, Brixie's gonna turn back around and say, well, I have some limited experience in ruins with this level of technological advancement. From what I've determined from this panel, there might be floors or decks some transport in between them. They're, they're malfunctioning. Last time I tried this, I got shook to all hell. I'm willing to give it another look, but I'm not quite sure I can fix it. Can I fix it, Sam? Um, well, we get perception checks from the party. Keeping my double digits with a 15, we are looking at a solid 23 for high-tech or mechanical traps, 22 otherwise. Thir- 13, do anything? Got an eight, so that ain't helping anything. What about a one? A natural one? Is anything like a DC one or zero? Well, it looks like. Uh, what are you looking at specifically? I'm checking out the tubes. So I'm going to move over here to the tubes. Most of you can't tell much of anything, but Brixby is able to determine that the tube hanging down, sparking at the end of it, and there's another. There's an end of it in the wall where it's supposed to be attached. It looks like a, a broken cord where there's a coupling link that's supposed to hold it to the wall, but it's broken free and is gone. It looks like that's sort of a, a power source for this device. Does it appear that like it would be a craft check to fix it? Or is this something that I, with that perception check, could figure out with the party? Um, it looks like the type of thing where somebody would have to make a new coupling to put it on, like somebody with a smelting experience or forge some sort of metalworking. Do you think we could estimate what that coupling would look like? Just on the off chance that we have to leave here and we're in Torch, where the main fire is out, but there are assumedly a bunch of sky metal smiths slash metalsmiths. Is there any way that we could perceive what a coupling would look like? Sketch it down and see if we could have someone make it later? Or is that just like, because it's so technologically advanced, couldn't even imagine it? 
Um, if any of you has any sort of metalworking skills or something like that, you might be able to, to roll a check on this one. Maybe craft mechanical, craft blacksmithing. Kira is so excited. She does one of those like inhale gasps and then immediately starts choking. It's like, oh, I know how to do this one. I hope. I'm going to roll. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> no, I was wrong. What is this? Yeah, my f- natural four. It's a total of a nine. Would craft weapons help at all or no? Probably not weapons, really. It's more of a, a mundane part. I mean, Garrett probably has one. Uh, what's the total on that one? Between the lot of you, you can certainly draw, like take down a picture of the um, of the wire and the spot it needs to be coupled to. Basically, like put down enough information that somebody who knows how to do it would be able to figure out how to make an appropriate coupling. And I mean, canonically, Asher's just picked this up at level two as he's begun encountering these mechanical things. So I'm totally fine with him not being, you know, just immediately <laughs> fantastic at it. It's like, well, I might be able to help describe what's going on, but I'm only just now becoming more and more familiar with this sort of technology. I don't recognize it either, but I bet I could find someone in town who could help us. That'll be my six total. That's a Excellent. Five plus a one. I did a thing. Yeah, you did. It only took double-digit episodes, but you did it. We made it. Growing up before our eyes. We'll be driving soon. I mean, to be fair, though, you've you've crushed a couple perception checks in your day. Super perceptive. So, I mean, you, you do things, but this is the first <laughs> skilled thing. Like, as in other skill checks. In terms of any skill. All right. Do we want to continue to check the other doors in this room i think we can perceive this one right in front of me to the west probably leads us back to where we came from but the one to the north the one to the east we don't know as well as the two we left behind all the way behind us might as well open the one to the west just to make sure it does loop back even though the person playing me can see on the map that it does (laughs) All right, I'll check it real quick. I'm going to roll perception on this door to the west. Excellent time to roll an eight. We're looking at a 16 for high-tech and mechanical traps, because if there is one right now, I'm going to be so mad. And 15 otherwise. Yeah, strangely, the this side of the door also not trapped. <laughs> when you open it, it does indeed loop back to the first 10-foot-wide hallway that then takes you back into the large room with the three doors. All right, should we cover the doors behind us? Or do we want to proceed down one of these hallways to the north or west? Well, if we cover them, that'll just make it more difficult to open, will it not? (laughs) Well put, Asher. Do we want to check them instead of covering them? Ah, yes, that seems like a wise course of action. Do you have a preference? We've, to some extent, been heading east. Why not continue that direction? All right, Brix will step up to the double doors to the east. Toss another d20. A lot of run out of this. We're looking at a solid 13 on the die. That is going to be a 21 for mechanical high-tech traps, 20 otherwise. Once again, it appears to be safe and unlocked. All right, this door is unlocked. And Brix will step through it to demonstrate. Hope you're hydrating and stretching that rolling arm, man. Getting a lot of use out of it. I <laughs> know. <laughs> 
And this door opens up into yet another 10 foot wide hallway. But this hallway is a little bit different from the other ones you've been inside because first of all, there are doors to the north and south, little single doors, just about 15 feet in. And then just about 15 feet beyond those, when the... There's what appears to be a Jackson Pollock exhibit. (laughs) (laughs) The hallway does split at a T, heading off to the north and south. And a blood trail happens to pass through a doorway directly ahead of you at the end of this hallway and also pass off to the north. Can't really tell from where you're standing how far that goes. Asher's going to roll up to do a survival check to try and determine definitively which direction, if I can, from the blood trail this person was going. Or creature, this blood exuder. Hey, I can roll well, occasionally. That's a 17 on the die for a 21 survival. With a 21 survival, it appears to you that a heavily bleeding person or persons was dragged down from the north and through this double door. Not exactly certain the number of people. A person or persons was dragged from the north, bleeding towards the east. That tells us that, well... At least one person is alive to be doing the dragging. Although we've seen skeletons, so may not necessarily. There's at least one creature, alive or dead, with the capacity to pull a person to persons that are heavily bleeding through this door. It's true. We can all take some degree of comfort in that there is something left with the capacity to drag a dead body or bleeding body through a couple sets of doors. Thank goodness. Yes. I don't know if you know what comfort means. <laughs> I doubt. There's uh, no translation in Yasoki. Anyway, so moving forward, you said, Asia, that something was dragged down from the north to the east. And we initially saw blood going to the north, which makes me think to the north is a lot of blood. Um, should we check these doors in the hallway? Oh, I mean, I'm at your disposal. Point me the direction y'all want to go. Asher will place his hands on Brixby's shoulder and turn him (laughs) to face the doors that they just passed and say, let's look at these doors partway down the hallway. That was a good idea. All right, Brix will look at the north first. Reception check, eight. We are looking at a 14 for high-tech mechanical, 13 otherwise. Let me just find this room, because we're looking at so many room descriptions. This is fast and furious. I know, it's true. We're, like, checking the doorway of all these rooms, and I'm sure you're just like, (laughs) and inside, and we're just like, nah, nah. We're going to move on. Scroll up, scroll down. Is there any more dried blood around here? Because we'd really love to get into a big, (laughs) badass encounter. (laughs) (laughs) Love some more dried blood. I mean, the musical reference this episode, we've got the white stripes, the doors. What else are we missing? How long are the nails in the room back there? Between 8 and 10 inches? I I reckon, yeah, I'd say around 9 inch. I'm not quite sure. Oh, you're getting closer now. But I fear that this is a downward spiral. Oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Makes sense, because we are all pretty hurt. Everything hurts. All of this hurts. This is so 
What, do you want to go further down the spiral? Oh, no! Yes. <laughs> I want to find the source of this pretty hate machine. <laughs> I just like quitting the show. This has been fun. Kira's dead. Oh, yeah, Incubus. That was the other one. There's all this fungus among us. Solid ref, Jeff. If we edit out the pause, it'll feel like I was wittier. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Well, this door to the north, uh, I believe you were checking the door amongst the blood. No, no, the door... <laughs> The halfway down the hallway doors. Yeah, so so we'll pause again to look up the other door. Please don't pause. Oh, before the blood, pre-blood. Man, I looked at the wrong room description, and yeah, not locked. Um, looks safe. I'm going to bop on in. Bopping on in, you find a room with two circular metal tables and several chairs filling the bulk of the room. Metal cabinets sit against the walls, while up to the north stands a large machine with glowing panels on the surface. The air in this room feels unusually warm, and there's another door that leads off to the west on the north side. Briggs is going to edit the panels. I don't know what the rest of the team wants to do. Let's do a general perception in the room. I like a perception. I do as well. Not that much. 14 total. 13. 19 high-tech, 18 regular. Between the lot of you rifling through all the cabinets in here, of which there are many, you manage to find a total of 120 small tubes with caps on them that hold about one ounce of some kind of liquid. They appear to be squeezable. And that's pretty much all you find. Go, Gert. Can we roll any checks on these series of tubes, Sam? They're not the internet, but, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Can we, uh, can we knowledge, <laughs> knowledge go no. these? I believe it's knowledge memes on this one. Knowledge snap. But, yeah, I think it's actually knowledge engineering. Oh, solid. All right, 19 for knowledge engineering. Don't worry about it. You have found... 120 goo tubes. Goo tubes are a form of preserved food. A single tube is a malleable cylinder with a cap on one end. When it's opened and squeezed, the colorful goopy contents are extruded. Although the texture and appearance of this goo is unappetizing, the paste is actually quite tasty and comes in a mind-boggling assortment of flavors. The symbol on the side of the tube often grants a clue as to what flavor may be contained within but these symbols can sometimes be counterintuitive. The contents of a single goo tube can provide nourishment for a day to one medium-sized creature. <laughs> they are Gogurt. You were right. It's Gogurt. It's canonically Gogurt. Fantasy Gogurt. You did it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give you a... Uh... Please. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you a uh, Sky Medal for predicting the Gogurt. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> that is the hard-earned sky medal. Hardest earned yeah. I've ever seen of predicting Gogurt. Also, I'd like to make a vote right now to call it Gogurt <laughs> so we don't have to hear Sam say the words GooTube anymore. I was really <laughs> laughing at the uh, at the counterintuitive <laughs> labels. I'm like, 
if there's a picture of grapes and that means everything except grapes like it's just like it's just like a picture of like an apple and it just says turkey below oh, it gross <laughs> i'm so well actually one's one says chicken of the oh, sea no. and oh. <laughs> They all say Soylent on the side. <laughs> one just says Twisted Tea, but that one seems oh, a little <laughs> I don't understand. This one says Grapefruit, but it doesn't taste anything like grape. What does Four Loco mean? I was just about to make a Four Loco joke. Mike, do you think the Four Loco on this... Does that mean four square meals a day? As he no, crushes oh. three of them and just blacks out. <laughs> it's short for perhaps four locomotives. Full sight. He just crashes through this door. And in the spirit of locomotives, we've gone off the rails. Sounds about right. Did you eat any of the goo tubes? It's important for loot count. In terms of at least Bricks has been marking off rations. He came to town with four, and now he has two. But... I mean, GooTubes seem to be smaller. He loves technology, and he's a rat. He's definitely down next time to culinarily snack on one of these paste tubes. Oh. <laughs> the nosh on that goo. Don't forget to. <laughs> How much does 120 GooTubes weigh? Good question. 12 pounds. Great. I got it. You have 12 pounds of GooTubes. Or Gogurt, I'm sorry. We bought it in bulk. <laughs> I'm gonna say... No sponsor, uh, but, you know, Gogurt, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Just say. We're part of that partnership. We should have them add it to Hero Lab because I don't see GooTubes as an option. Oh, my God. Solid sponsorship. Honestly, Izzy, you're right. If we can get that Gogurt money. <laughs> yeah, how many pennies can we squeeze out of them? <laughs> All of this imagery is terrible. Uh... Because of that joke, I rolled a seven on the die. See, Jeff, see what you did? So, <laughs> checking that door, Jeff, gives me only a 14, unless it's a high-tech or mechanical trap, and then it's 50. Oh, the door seems fine. Not dangerous. All right, bricks, drunk on goo tubes. Just kidding. We'll just walk right through the door. <laughs> Between the headache and your penalty of inebriation, you might not know it was trapped unless it had a big sign on it that said this door is trapped. You are in yet another 10-foot hallway, which has a door that leads back down to the south. and Or, yeah, back down on the south is a door that you can presume by now leads back into the elevator, whatever an elevator is. There is a door directly in front of you leading back to the west. And there is a door off to the north. All right, so we've gotten pretty far in, but I think we've looped back around to the south. If I'm right, my sense tells me that'll bring us back to that room with the broken panel. We have a door here to the west, which may lead us closer to the first room that had blood. I don't know. This place is a maze. We have something to the north, which also might lead us to the room with blood. And then we have the two doors behind us. Bricks is going to take this moment and turn to Kira and say, Big stuff, what do you want to do? I, I want to find Connor and get out of here. Well, you've got door one through four or so. I've got two here. 
two we've passed. We can follow the blood. I guess we have two more down the hallway as well. And one below us. Gosh, we have a lot of doors. We can continue going north. We can backtrack. What would you like? If we're going in one direction, we should keep moving in that direction. That that seems like the best way to not get lost. That's fair. I am a considerable fan of one direction. Which one direction do you like? North? <sighs> West. <laughs> West. Let's go north. Let's just go north. <laughs> I just can't. East or Harry. <laughs> just throws Brixby through the doors. <laughs> these are strange days indeed. All right, I'm going to check these doors to the north. All right, that is a 19. Not exactly a 20, but it's real close. Rix has got a 27 perception. If it is a high-tech or mechanical trap, a 26 otherwise. Sadly, DC 28 to find out that this one is neither locked nor trapped. (laughs) All right, it's locked and trapped. No, I'm kidding. All right, this door to the north appears unlocked. And he's just going to do what he does and step right through it. Uh, This room is another 10-foot-wide hallway, this one curving off towards the west, back towards where you started on this floor. Bloodstains mar the floor and walls all over, while scorch marks and smears of ash on the walls evidence some sort of altercation having taken place in here relatively recently. Four tangled mounds of metal and other materials lie in the hall, surrounded by strangely colored stains. The scorch marks and ash... Does that look mechanical? Does it look magical? How would we know what might have been the source of it? Maybe you should roll a craft alchemy. Don't mind if I do. Shouldn't have used that die again, though. It went down from a 7 to a 6, bringing me to a whopping 11 craft alchemy. I mean, some kind of fire. Difficult to say if it was magical or mechanical in origin or alchemical. From your previous inspections, he turns to Asher and Vargas, I believe. You interpreted the blood was originally dragged to the north, then dragged to the east, and then down, and then through a set of double doors to the end of the last hallway we were in. This bloodstain seems to corroborate that trajectory. Would you like to go, then, to the east and follow the blood? Or shall we just meet it on the other side? I think that makes sense. I believe if we were to continue west, we would simply lap around to the room we started in. It would make much more sense to follow the blood in the direction it's going than to backtrack. Why by me? Another 20. We are looking at only a 14 this time, although I've gotten some solid d20 rolls out of this we're looking at a 22 if it's mechanical 21 if not uh, once again it looks like it is safe and unlocked all right bricks will exhibit another form of confidence in his unlocked doors and step on through what is that step through this door <laughs> and you find yourselves in a room with a long table 
uh, with various unusual stones and dirt samples heaping on it sitting along the southern wall of the room, while to the north a line of metal desks and glowing panels and buttons are placed next to a large humming device. The heart of this device seems to be some sort of flickering sphere of reddish-brown mud or dirt. Dust covers much of this room, save for a strangely clean swath running from the door you just entered down to the door in the southeast. And it leads to the strangely humming device. Bricks is going to be Bricks. Bricks is heading straight to those. You know where he's going. He's a panel sort of guy. He's going to check out those panels while the rest of the party looks at everything else. Loves a panel. We'll also do a general perception in this room. We do a general additional perception on the room. Sam, do you want me to throw a perception or a knowledge engineering at this terminal? Heading over to the panels, I don't think you need to roll either a perception or an engineering. I think you can just sit down and take a look at the machine and just start plugging away. But there is, in the oddly humming panel, there is a strange fungus-like creature gibbering away. It's just sitting there. doesn't seem to have any eyes, but... As you walk into the room and as you sort of sit down on the chair in front of the desk, you hear a, a voice in your head. And it says, Who are you? And before you can answer that question, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Have a moderate night, Sam. You cruel man. Night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Sleep poorly. Good night, Sam. <laughs> property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path, the properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. But I think, again, we, we, we really have to stop doing fan service to English majors. Why? <laughs> <laughs> if no one's going to put their foot down. As an English major, no. <laughs> you thought the last map was big. Wait for this one. Uh... Depending on when you ask, sometimes he thinks he's 5'3". <laughs> I'm taking this Nadia's episode and I'm not editing it out. The editor we'll edit that out too. I don't want this episode. Thank you. I mean, honestly, that's what I'm doing it for. It's just for the outtakes. Purely for the outtakes. These outtakes are going to be just gold mine. It's our future clips episode. <laughs> oh, so it's for the vine, I think. Well, since I went to the bathroom and now that i'm back i'm pretty sure by the rules of pathfinder you get to roll another craft blacksmithing <laughs> check now that i'm back at the table because it counts as another session oh yeah and uh anyway we're gonna edit all of this out 
Anywho, <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm useless. We're all useless. We can't do anything about this. That's the spirit. His considerable bulk laden with Gogurt and its attendant wrappers. He just bursts through the door, mumbling, drooling a bit. All right, cut it all out. Nope. Anyway, I'm in the hallway. 